Welcome to the 212th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on December 24th, 2020. My name is Brad Galloway, I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the man who stuffed a whole double fist load of jingle bells down his pants, Carlos Rodella! That is funny that you should mention uh, stuffing something into your pants, because that's going to come up later on the podcast. Oh, snap. Well, parent parental advisory, people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually going to come up in one of the games I'm talking about. How interesting. Um, but no, I didn't do that myself, but uh, I would. Yeah, someone laugh. help you stuff stuff down your pants? Yeah, I'll do that, too. Either one. <laughs> as long as it makes gets a laugh, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. I love that we our, our motto of the show is yes and. That's oh, how we roll course. here on yes this show. And. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, it is Christmas Eve if you celebrate Christmas. So I guess Merry Christmas if you do. Happy holidays if you don't. Or just pretend it's a regular day. That's totally fine, too. Because actually, no one you don't need to celebrate holidays if you, if you don't want to. So we welcome all listeners. We want everybody who uh, likes Christmas or doesn't or likes happy holidays or doesn't or anybody. We love you all. We love you all. Thank you for being here with us on the show. And we... Wish the best for everybody today. Right, Carlos? Yeah. I mean, you could also just like make any day a special day because it's kind of amazing that we, not to be a Debbie Downer, but like that we're making it, you know, that we're surviving. And so like, holy crap, today's special because I'm around and I'm living and I get to eat food <laughs> and I get to I, I'm kind of being sincere here. You know, no, dude, I 100 percent agree with you. I was. <laughs> yes, I'm laughing because it is an entirely true statement that you're making. You know, like I kind of make this joke. Not really a joke with my wife, but it's like, you know, we don't really give each other a lot of gifts because we often get each other gifts throughout the year, right? We don't wait for, like, a birthday or Christmas. I'll just, if I see something my wife would like, I would just get it and vice versa. And, you know, I always kind of make this joke that, like, you know, we don't need to special, have special days because every day is special. But in this year, like you're saying, dude, like, every day you wake up and you're not dead from coronavirus, it is a gift. It is. Thank God you're still here. You've got food on the table and a roof over your head. You're doing real fucking good this year. So I 100 percent agree with you, man. Yeah. And also not even just with the virus, but also like, you know, it, when that uh, chills out and, and we can come to, you know, a new normal, etc. Um, you know, just in general, it's like life is a tricky thing to navigate. So uh, oh, for sure, make it a special day. Make our Wednesday a special day. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you bring that up, just to take a real slight um, diversion here. Uh, you know, it's funny because we try to live every day like it's a special day, like enjoy yourselves every day. And, I, you know, I meet a lot of people who, like, this is a kind of weird thing. I meet a lot of people before coronavirus, of course, because I don't meet anybody now. But, you know, back when I still met people in the real world and in space, um, you know, you meet people who sometimes, like, they, they, like, are doing this grindy fucking job. And they're in this terrible relationship and they don't have anything that they're enjoying. And they're like looking forward to their vacation. I don't know if you know anybody like this, Carlos, but like, yeah, I know a lot of people who like they live for their vacation, right? They look, they spend all year feeling shitty and not happy. And they're waiting to go to Sandals, Jamaica and, you know, with the cast of, of the office or something, or they're waiting to go to, you know, whatever the Bahamas or Florida or whatever, Hawaii, anything. And it's like, we actually don't take a lot of vacations and I'll be honest with you. I don't know how you feel, but like, I actually hate going on vacation. I, I dislike it intensely because I like where I'm, where I am and I have everything that I need and I enjoy being here. And I really work hard to make my day and like my life, something that I enjoy. Like my life is something I like. I don't tolerate it for the sake of a vacation. Right. So I, I hope that everybody out there 
you know, would take that to heart. Like, make your situation a situation that you enjoy. Be where you want to be. Be with who you want to be with. Like, if it's something you don't like, change it. Don't live your whole life looking forward to that vacation, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm going to say no and. Can I say oh, no, no and, and say yes? And the, the no part is that I love vacation, and, and I don't really call it vacation. I just like traveling. And mm-hmm. right now, obviously, with what we're dealing with, sure. it's impossible to do it. So I'm craving that like nobody's business. So when I heard you say that, I was like, well, no, I actually do like traveling because I also like meeting new people and having new experiences. But yes, to the other part, which is, you know, your, your day-to-day life, we don't know how many years we have on this planet. Um, so try to, you know, do what you love as much as you can. Now, that being said, not all of us can. And for large swaths of your life, you're going to have to do some bullshit. You know, that's just going to oh, be for part sure, of it. For sure. But um, yeah, definitely like try and to strive for doing something in your daily life that is uh, exciting to you and not just like looking forward to these little moments of, of vacation. Yeah, if you live your whole life looking forward to like one little moment and the rest of it's misery, like please try to do something to change your life. And and like you said, not everybody can. Like it's not just about money though, right? You don't need to be rich. No. Nope. I mean, it's about if you're with somebody that you don't really like being with, don't be with that person anymore. Or if you have a job that you fucking hate. And I realize this is all complicated because of coronavirus and stuff. But like, you know, maybe look around for something else. Maybe there's, you know, like, you know, don't don't feel trapped is kind of basically what I'm saying. Don't settle. Because like you just said, you don't know how many years you have left. You don't know how many days you have. You don't know how many minutes you have okay, before okay. you kick it, right? Like, I mean, you don't know. You never I know, know, I right? know, but we're like, we're spiraling now. It's like, We listen. are spiraling, but like the point being, don't live your life in misery. Don't look forward to just one or two special days a year. Please enjoy your life because we're only here once and you don't know how long you get. And God damn it, I don't know what this has got to do with Christmas, but I here we know, are. Christmas, video games, none of that. Let's none of this is related. So track. let's get back to video games. All right, back on track. Okay, enough of that stuff. Uh, Let's get back to our regular scheduled episode. Carlos, we are going to start with you. It is time to keep some house with Carlos. Carlos, what house are we keeping today? A very quick house to keep. Um, I just mentioned uh, or wanted to mention, um, I've been very, 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 very much wanting a new PS5 game, and there's very, very, very few of them in existence. Uh, Early adopter blues. Yes. Again, don't cry for me, Argentina. Forget about it. You know, I'm sorry that I even mentioned that. But, you know, it, it, it's just I, I burned through Cyberpunk so fast. So I was looking at what games are on the horizon, and I found one in February that I'm actually interested in. It's Werewolf okay. the Apocalypse. Werewolf the Apocalypse. Is this So, okay, is the whole vampire and werewolf and the world of darkness thing is kind of making a resurgence right now? There's multiple games for each franchise. Are You, you cannot be talking about... The visual novel. Are you talking about no, a different no, game no, that's no. not it's, a visual novel? It's okay. a brand new game, and um, I, I was going to try to fund the uh, developer Big Ben Interactive. And oh, okay, I like Big Ben. It, the PS4 and PS5. It's a third-person like stealth uh, action game, and you play as a guy who can turn into a werewolf, and you you know use different situations. Now wait, 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 wait. How do you know you're not a werewolf who can turn into a guy? All right. See? See? All right. That was kind of racist right there. You got to, like, open up your perspective. Wearist? Was it where? It was where? Wearist. (laughs) Anyways, um, it it seemed interesting and a different mechanic. And you can, like, yeah, convert into different forms. I think there's a third form as well. And uh, I just saw some gameplay and I was like, okay, that's something to be interested in. Uh, It's 50 bucks. It's in February. But I just thought I'd mention it in case people that wasn't on anybody's radar. It's now on mine. And it seemed interesting. Excellent. Well, it's funny you bring that up because there is a werewolf game that just came out or is coming out like 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 today or later this week or something. It's the new werewolf game. 
but it's actually a visual novel. Um, it's coming out yeah. on Switch. It's been out on PC. Same IP, same basic thing, but this is said about a woman who travels to, I think it's Poland or something, and when she gets there, she meets werewolves. She herself is a werewolf, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I heard it was quite good. We reviewed it at Game Critics. Uh, writer Nikki Waln uh, reviewed that for us, so check out that review. And the whole the whole World of Darkness thing is, like I said, is making a comeback. There's multiple Vampire the Masquerade visual novels uh, on Switch and PC. There's going to be uh, Vampire, what, Bloodlines sequel or something coming up soon, soon-ish mm. this uh, in 2021. So if you like the World of Darkness, Vampire's werewolves uh whatever else is in that whole world based on the tabletop franchise you got a lot of stuff coming your way it's back at you here we go back from the dead some might say oh nice or back there from the go. human form but now it's a werewolf form never mind never mind uh, never mind. the only other piece of housekeeping was I, I went back to animal crossing just because it's the holidays oh yeah i saw people um, talking about that and so you know it's fun I, my mom plays it so i'm gonna visit her island and see all you cool. know different presents and she made me a sweater and it was in my like mailbox and i was like oh animal oh crossing. that's nice did she like do like little art design and stuff yeah 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 oh, and i was like cool. what the heck so like you know it's fun to go back to it sometimes i mean i definitely am not like regularly playing it right but it's nice for the holidays and stuff like that, walking around the snow stuff like that that's cool i did see lots of people in my twitter uh feed who were kind of went back to it after a brief hiatus and stuff i'm like oh that was cool i i enjoyed it for what it was i mean i gotta be honest i wish they had given you more quality of life upgrades i probably would have stayed with longer but i think it's cool that you can come back to it i love holiday stuff in games like that is you know connected to the seasons like halloween events and christmas events i think those are really neat when games do that oh man remember i played a costume quest on halloween that must have been pretty cool. I wasn't on this podcast yet, but oh man, what a great sensation! Because that game's great. There's two of them, I think. Yeah, there um, is, and especially good for families. Uh, check out Costume Quest, even if it isn't Halloween. Uh, oh, there was an update for Christmas. Yeah, there's an update is for Christmas. Really? Yeah, there was. Um, I because I remember I was like, "Can I play this on Christmas?" And I think it was like a Christmas update. And anyways, if you're here, you go. Here's a scoop for you. Uh, if you want a Christmas game right now, go look up Costume Quest 1 or 2 and look up for Holiday Update, and there's, like, a DLC. Um, but, yeah, I love playing games in themes, like, during a holiday. That's, like, a big thing for me. Uh, I'm also a sucker for any sort of, like, advertising around holidays. Um, yeah. Theming is great. I love theming. Theming is good. I was going to say something <laughs> else about costume, and I can't, forgot what it was. I'm oh, surprised wow. there's even an update for that game came out a while ago. Like anybody that updates their game like years after the fact is pretty it's pretty cool. Well, no, but the update was a while ago too. Oh, okay. So it's not it wasn't a brand new update. Right, right. right. I'm just oh, saying okay, like okay. I remember them doing something for Christmas, so you should check oh, it out. Oh, okay. So slightly less cool, but still cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. All right, folks. Is that is that with the uh, the house? Has the house been kept? The house has been kept. Yeah. House has been kept. All right, folks. Moving on to the main content of the show here. Uh, not a, as full a plate as we usually have, but still a very respectable uh, pre-holiday dish here. Carlos, we're going to keep it rolling with you, sir. Um, you are bringing to the show a game I have never heard of. And when you told me what this game was over text, I thought you had made a typo or maybe autocorrect had, <laughs> had made some mistake. I'm like, what? What game were you? What? Did not get this. But please, Carlos, I know literally nothing about Dragon Audit, although I am imagining a dragon with glasses in an office doing someone's tax returns. Please tell me that's what it's about. Oh, no, but it's close, but that is a good visual. I like that. Um, and it's awesome. Yeah, I texted you and you go, uh, what now? <laughs> I kept asking what the fuck the name of your game was, and you kept telling me, and I'm like, that can't be the name because what does that even mean? So Yeah. So, uh, full disclosure, as you always say, uh, this game was made by my buddy, Ravi, 
who also uh, made 8-Bit MMO, which is a great, fun 8-Bit MMO, and still exists to this day. You should It'd be amazing it if it was like a third-person shooter, though. <laughs> nice. It's a first-person horror game. <laughs> uh, 8-Bit MMO is awesome. It's still really fun. And he, uh, like me, is a comedian, and we do stand-up, and we do sketch stuff, and we've done sketch stuff together. So... This is an adventure game that is a comedy game. So it's a comedy adventure game. And we talk about that in this podcast a lot, how hard that is to do. Uh, Robbie's a really funny guy, and we always like make jokes together. And one of my little ideas is in, actually in the game as well. Um, and he also worked on it with a small team of other people, so he didn't just do it himself. It's nine bucks on Steam. It is a comedic adventure game. It's kind of like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with one-liner jokes, with sexual innuendo. No. And uh, also, at, at its heart, it's an innocent love story. Um, and what you do is you play as George, who's an accountant, which comes in the audit part of it. Okay, I figured somehow there's got to be some taxes somewhere. Yeah, and he's in a town, and basically he's down in his luck because of some stuff that happened. I won't spoil it. And then basically his boss at his company he works at says, you need to go to the castle where there's a dragon in the castle and you need to go audit them <laughs> because, you know, for taxes, etc. And of course that seems dangerous because it's a dragon in there, etc. And I think the last person who went there, you know, didn't come back alive. <laughs> um, so, but, and this is a spoiler because it's a good spoiler. It's not a dragon. It's a dragon S it's a female dragon. Oh snap. Is this interspecies person. romance? Yes, yeah, I think so. Oh, snap. A whole section of the internet just lit up. Yeah. Real it, bright. Yeah, and it's really, really... But, you know, I didn't even see it as that. I just saw it as a... Again, it really... Because I finished it uh, last night, and it has such a good ending. And I'm just so proud, too, because, you know, you have a buddy who made a game. and um, How explicit does this get? It doesn't get explicit at all. It actually oh, okay. is just a all ton right. of innuendo and a ton of, like, you know... Uh, saying what could happen, like, you know, sexy type talk, but it really isn't about that. It's like a, a funny, weird game that allows Robbie to put all of his jokes in it. And I love that. You know, I'm always for like a game that can stick in a bunch of one liners and stuff. And back to that point of uh, saying, or at the top of the show, stuffing what jingle bells down my pants. Yes. Um, yes. In this game, everything you find in the game, you just stick in your pants. <laughs> which is anything like it could be like a huge statue and you somehow stick it in your like pants. you pick up an item it just says so-and-so stuck in his pants <laughs> yeah stuff it in your pants um so it's really funny and you you know the the idea is that your character has to first escape his town that's like the first part of the game and there's like a tank in front of his park in uh, his apartment which is very much like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy um and yeah, just a lot of little funny uh, puzzle moments and things you got to combine, you know, adventure games where you combine items. And then you get to the castle and then you meet her and there's a whole other like adventure that happens at the castle. Uh, and then there's a really cool ending uh, that I was really, really surprised by. And I was a little moved by it. Like I was like, wow. wait, what's going on? Why does this feel like like impactful? And like there's like sad moments and it kind of feels like Cinderella too. That's all I want to say about it. It's. I got. It's, I got a question. I got questions. You have, I'm sure you have questions. Before you ask I'm a question, sh- it's a questions. third person game, by the way. Okay. Uh, so it's an adventure game, but you play third person and you play with a controller. So it feels really good like playing with a controller. It's and not like a 2D adventure game. No, no, no. It's three third third person. Really? Okay. Yeah. And then you're gonna. Um, he's gonna uh, port it to Switch and PS4 and and um, the consoles. 
interesting. I want free codes, so please give me a bunch of free oh, codes. Oh, yeah, we'll get some. Yeah, I mean, I um, paid full price even though it was my friend, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question, question. Yeah. So I guess in terms of art design, what does the dragon look like? Does it look like a straight-up dragon? Is it a dragon with boobs, or what are we talking about here? No, no, it's a boob dragon. Yeah, it's a lady. She's a, she's a, she's a lady. Breath. Well, see, I was going to ask that because, you know, everyone knows that reptiles don't, like, breastfeed their babies. They just have eggs and the, the babies go off and hunt. So there's never any reason for any reptile people, whether male or female, to have boobs. So, like, it's always weird to me that we stick boobs on them. So th- this this is a boob dragon. She's a dragoness. I think that's All what right. she'd like to be called. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm very curious about this. I have many questions. I'm sure that many... <laughs> People listening have already started their own fanfics and fan art. Please uh, send that to Carlos. And oh, send it to Robbie. Send it to go to the Steam page. Uh, okay. Yeah, and first it buy down. it. It's nine bucks, and uh, you know. And by the way, just so you know, it's you know, it's made by a few people, so it's not like you know, you're not going to look at like a triple A game when it comes to graphics. But it's awesome for what it is, and the heart of the story, and the comedy is really what you buy it for. All so, right. and also if you like, yeah, if you like. Uh, what you call it? Interspecies? Interspecies romance. Yeah, that's definitely what it, it has in it. That's the uh, thing. Yeah, and by the way, also, um, I thought I mentioned this just as an aside, not about the game, but I played it with my Xbox controller, right? And yeah. um, I plugged in my Xbox controller, and dude, this is a crazy tangent. And I picked up my Xbox controller, and I was like, did I pick up the wrong controller? This feels like a toy. Like, I was like, this just feels like a fake oh, controller. Is it, is it so much lighter than your PS5 controller? Yeah. It's like, yeah. dude, night and day. And this was like what the controller that I felt felt the best in my hands. Mm-hmm. And it literally felt like a thin piece of plastic toy. And I thought I picked up the wrong controller. And I'm not even joking. And I was like, oh, shit. I can't go back to normal controllers. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah if isn't you that say weird? that. I wonder if I'm going to find it to be too heavy because I like light controllers. You know what? I um, thought so too. And again, at the very beginning, I picked it up and I go, this is a hefty thing. But especially with the vibration, how it, it vibrates in different places, it just feels totally normal now. And so when I went back, I was like, this doesn't feel right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I still cannot get my hands on a PS5 or an Xbox X anywhere. I've been looking. I mean, not like... I'm not trawling the web or anything, but I've been, you know, I've been checking here and there, and I just, nope, nothing. You'll see. Fuck all, nothing. So You'll maybe see. next year. Maybe next uh, year. To close out that uh, game, though, real quick, unless you had any other questions about no, it. No, no, that's it. Okay. Um, he, I think I'm going to have him uh, come on the show at some point when the console sure. releases, maybe. And then we could talk to him about it more. And then also, if you do buy it, you might as well spend a few more dollars and get the DLC because there's all these video files he added of, like, bloopers, um, which I don't see many games doing. And like behind the scenes of them like working on it a little bit, talking about it. So, I want the DLC to be explicit man on dragon action. You gotta get the, know, the extra right? quest, yeah. the unlockable adult stuff. That's what that's the, the hotness right now. Okay, I'll I'll ask him about it. Let him know. That's feedback from the dragon audience. audit. It's called dragon audit. Everybody go buy it at nine dollars. Come on, nine dollars. Excellent. All right, thank you, Carlos. Thank you, Carlos. I have a, a handful of stuff to talk about here. Um, I believe this is all. Yep, it's all on the Switch. Uh, you know me, I'm Mr. Switch. Uh, these Mr. Days. Switch. Yeah. Wait, we Mr. need to Switch. give you an, uh, a name. Yeah, is it Mr. Switch? I mean, it would be, but then I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up on you, and I'm gonna have some PS4 at the end. So I don't right. know. We'll, we'll work on it. Um, first one I'm not gonna say too much about is called Wingspan. We talked last week about a game called Evolution, which was a board game, a real life board game that got ported to the Switch. Love that one a lot. I thought Evolution was great. Had a great time with it. 
This is also another real-life board game, which I've heard nothing but wonderful things about. Um, I knew All I knew was it was about, about birds, I mean, obviously Wingspan, and that everybody that played it in real life thought it was great, and I, you know, it was on my radar a little bit. Maybe I was going to try it with the family, or maybe, uh, you know, I don't know what was going to happen. But anyway, PR reached out. They said, hey, we ported this to the Switch. We want you to try it. I'm like, yes, I've been hearing about this game. And it is like the complete opposite experience of evolution uh i i put it on the switch downloaded the code started the game it's really complicated it's really okay so maybe maybe board game people will not think it's too complicated but i'm i'm a board game like you know novice Mm. and i felt like the rules were really complicated i felt like the tutorial gave me like way too much information and yet like like so much information i was just confused like it wasn't really teaching me how to play the game and the like it was like there was like multiple fields that you could go to and then some birds could do this one thing and then you had to watch out for which one had an egg and then you got to get the food for this one bird and this makes an egg and this egg goes here i'm like oh my god i can't I oh, my just, god. Uh, oh my god i can't i can't deal i i i did not even figure out how to play the game i started i got through most of the tutorial it's a really long tutorial except it's not a very clear one so i just was i felt like i was just getting beat over the head with the instructions can i ask i'm a like question? well yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's multiplayer right obviously i mean i guess so i don't know maybe online. you go online with it i mean probably because i, I was saying like far. most of the time i played a very complicated board game or tried to i had to have someone show me that's you know usually how it goes right i don't know how that would work with the switch i don't know if there's any voice chat i mean probably not i'm not very many switch games do that uh, unless you have that Nintendo app that goes with it oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, you'd have to be on the phone with that. Be on the phone. Yeah. yeah, the Nintendo app called being on your fucking phone. Um, so I don't know that that would work, and I don't know how much interaction we have with other people. I mean, straight up, dude, I didn't really even make it through the tutorial, and when I tried just to, like, okay, whatever, I'm going to try a regular game, see if I can just, you know, brute force my way through it. Nope, could not figure it out. It just was too many moving pieces, and yeah, I just didn't, I just, my brain couldn't process it, man. So I, I noped out real quick. I wish I had more to say about it. And again, you know, this is not really a super criticism of the game, although I think they maybe could have made the tutorial a little bit better for people like me who are mostly Switch players who are, are board game curious. Um, but like, like in comparison, Evolution's tutorial, very clear, very simple, very straightforward. And of course, different game, right? Different game. So that's fair. But Wingspan, I just uh, could not could not crack it. It was too much for my brain to handle. So yeah, I, I noped th- out. I think the criticism is is that, um, and I because you've been reviewing a few of these now, where to make a board game go on a console and any any console you've got to really work on that conversion um and do something for specifically for the console right yeah uh, and especially with those complicated games because i really like them once i get to know how to play them and uh, you know like what was the Ar- arkham horror or whatever oh these, yeah, yeah these yeah, games yeah. that take like could take like 50 hours or something seriously like yes. that would be really cool to try like to spend like to pick up your switch and go back to a board game Instead of having to like lay out all those pieces, there's a lot of benefit to what you're talking about. So I, my plea to, to people listening who are, you know, you know, porting that stuff is just, yeah, like you said, do a better tutorial because it could be a really cool place for those games to exist. I mean, that's a really good point, dude. And I think the thing that I like about electronic board games is when they, when they not just port it, like it's not enough to just make it work electronically. Like I don't want a one-to-one conversion. I want you to automate as much as you can possibly automate. I want you to have the computer do a lot of the calculations or to kind of, you know, do the grunt work, right? Because I I don't think I probably would play these games in real life because there's too many pieces, it's too complicated, too many rules. But I like the concept. I like, you know, I like playing games in general. And if the computer will do the heavy lifting for me, like I'm on board. And I feel like Evolution was a good example of that. 
I feel like Wingspan is basically just like the actual game, but it's on Switch and you don't get like the benefit of, you know, having the, the computer do the heavy lifting for you. So Yeah, and not, and not too much of a tangent, but isn't Catan on Switch, I think? It is. I have not tried it, but it is on, uh, it is on Switch for you sure. You have not tried out. it? Have you never played Catan? No, no. I mean, I played it before, oh, okay. just not on the Switch. I mean, I played it on... I want to say it was on 360, I believe it was, and yeah, all that. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 for sure, but just not the Switch version. Yeah. So, anyway. So, that's Wingspan. Um, not a lot to say other than the fact that I completely bounced off of it. Uh, next game I want to talk about. This may be a hot take, Carlos. I don't know. Maybe you will disagree with me on this one. I finally got around to playing Kentucky Route Zero. It's been on my list to play forever, and a lot of people say this is on their top ten for the year, and I'm trying to do my year-end roundup before December 31st to see oh what's going to make it to my top episode. 10. We have to do that episode. We got to do that episode soonish, soonish. Yeah. Um, and so I finally got around to it. I bought it the day it came out and I just had it on my switch this entire time. Just wasn't in the mood for it. And finally I'm like, okay, it's December. I got to get cracking. Let's, let's try this Kentucky route zero thing. Uh, I gotta say, did not care for it even a bit. Did not like it. Have you played Kentucky route zero? Yeah, I, I think I finished it or I got really close to the end. I think I got right to the <clears throat> end of it. Yeah. I don't even know what this game is about. I mean, obviously... So, okay. So, okay. Let me take that back because nothing's obvious about it. But, like, it's a kind of a narrative experience. Um, 2D. The artwork is really beautiful. I'll give it that. I thought the artwork was great. Um, I played it on mute because I played it in bed, but everybody tells me music is great, so I believe that the music is great. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't even... By the way, I have to stop you. I can't even understand what this game would be like without those sound effects and, and, and music, so... I'm I mean, sure you didn't get the full experience because that there re- it's really a lot. Yeah, I mean that's a whole other show, right? Because I kind of um, I'm a weirdo. I'm an outlier when it comes to that because music doesn't really mean as much to me as it does to a lot of other people. I know that music is so important to many people, and I respect that. But for me, like it's I don't not like music, but I play a lot of games on mute, and I think that's totally fine. And whenever somebody says like the music made the game for them, I kind of feel like that's a bad statement because uh... if your game is not fun without the music, then it's not not fun okay but hold on this is a tangent we're taking really quickly because in my opinion i think and not to step on what you're about to say about the game but i think it's like a lynch film like it's very much like a david lynch thing kentucky Um, route zero specifically kentucky route zero specifically and other games like it but this one where you it's a it's a feel piece it's like a like yeah impressions or or emotions and and in a movie like a david lynch film or something like that without that angelo bendelmente score it wouldn't be the same thing. So right, right. It, that there is a point there where, you know, a film, which is very much can be like a game, um, can be that experience that they want you to put those together. That's all. No, no. I think that's very fair. I, I, and I totally understand that for sure. But just like me personally, yeah, I just, you know, it's, I, it's fine. Music is fine. I like music. It's all good. But like, I play a lot of games on mute just because of my particular situation. And I enjoy many games with no sound on. So it's, it's, you know, I mean, I can't say anything about it. If people like it, that's great. But for me, if, if a game hinges on the music, I mean, I have some questions about that. But anyway, that's not the point. Point being, in Kentucky Red Zero, I can't even really tell you what it's about because you start off as this character who's driving a truck. He's trying to deliver something, and he's lost. He stops at a gas station. He's trying to get to this specific address. And this guy tells him he needs to get on this new road called Kentucky Route Zero. Tells him how to get there. But then it's just, it becomes this really strange abstract like dreamlike surreal sort of a guy's talking and then all of a sudden he's uh underneath this gas station and it's shaped like a horse and there's ghosts and then he's in a 
mine and there's people who are playing D&D in the mine and then they lose their dice and they disappear and then he walks to the other side and there's a woman and I'm just, you know, like, I get it, right? Like, it's an indie game, it's an art house game, but I, it just, none of it connected with me. Like, I just, it felt like a lot of really random things that were strung together and I just wasn't getting it. Like, I'm like, why, why do I care about any of this? What is the point of this? I don't get it. And it just was really kind of boring, man. I just, I noped out of it after I think 1.5 episodes and I'm like, I'm good. Like, I don't need any more of this. Yeah, I think um, I can see why you wouldn't like it. I don't think it's, it's not for everybody. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I really enjoyed it. And again, I just enjoyed it as a piece, like I like Lynch, where mm-hmm. you don't have to understand everything because there's no way you're going to. And not to bring him up again, but David Lynch doesn't like people actually having an answer to what his stuff means. He'd just rather be like, well, you just sure. kind of feel what you feel. And what's interesting about that, there's a diner scene which is really amazing. It's kind of like a play, but it's also a diner. And so people are watching this diner scene play out, but it's actually, you're watching the actors and director and you can, it's like behind the scenes of a scene. And in that scene, I don't care what it's about, like at all, but it's just super fucking cool that they like stuck me in the video game watching a scene play out, but it's actually um, a play really and i'm watching the behind the scenes of the play and i'd never seen that in a game before uh and that's in kentucky route zero one of the chapters so yeah it it doesn't make a lot of sense or maybe it does make perfect sense but it's just it's just a thing to experience yeah and i I enjoyed experiencing it i I think you're totally right i think it's just like an experience and i think it's it's going to connect with you or it's not and i you know i do like david lynch films but I don't know that that necessarily translates into games for me. Maybe my head's in a different space right, or something right, right, because right, right. I just, uh, yeah, I just, I just was sitting there. I was waiting for something to pop for me. I was waiting to be like, okay, I'm in. And I just, it just didn't happen. And I just, not for me, not for me. So I'm out. In Alan Wake, you at least like, you know, kill monsters or something. <laughs> it, it might help. Like sometimes you need that creepy to mix with some sort of, action or or through line so i get that you know yeah if all you have is a story and tone if that's not connecting with the player there's not much else and i just didn't yeah this wasn't for me this wasn't for me so that was kentucky round zero that will not be on my top 10 list this year uh last game i'm going to mention real quickly here is called synthetic ultimate but it's s-y-n-t-h-e-t-i-k have i mentioned this or have i not mentioned this i have not heard this Okay, good. I'm getting my notes a little bit confused here. I couldn't remember if I brought it up or not. This is a roguelike. Uh, of course, it's a roguelike. Oh, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Uh, it's on the Switch. It came out of nowhere, and I'm not familiar with the developer team. I think this may be their first game. It's a really strange experience, but ultimately a good one. It's a top-down, isometric shooter, but it's also a roguelike. Um, story's not really important, but basically... You're a guy, or I guess a cyborg or something, doesn't really matter. Uh, You start off uh, with a couple different weapons. There's, I think, maybe like eight or nine different character classes. Uh, Assault trooper, breach trooper, heavy gunner, etc., etc. And you go into these weird levels that are just kind of like basically just big rooms full of robots, and you shoot... Uh, and it's it's strange because the tutorial is garbage. It's really bad tutorial. It does not explain things very well. The UI is awful in this game. I was so confused by how to equip weapons and, and what weapon was I on and how did I... I picked up the wrong weapon. How can I get the one that I want? How do I move things? Like, it was just... It, the UI needs, like, a lot of work, right? It needs a lot of work. Tutorial needs a lot of work. Like, I had a lot of questions that I couldn't figure out. I think I'm finally getting it. 
But I, I, I got to be honest with you. I got close. I got close to deleting this game. But I hung in there a little bit longer. And once I got further, I'm like, oh, okay, great. I get it now. Mm. And I see what the developers are going for. I made the connections. I figured it out. Got through that wall of confusion. And then I ended up really liking it. I thought it was a really good game. It just needs like a lot of help on the front end. So basically, you take one of your characters, go into these roguelike, uh, randomly generated levels, shoot all the robots. Robots are shooting you, but you have lots of different weapons and abilities on cooldown. Um, you can change those up. Some of the weapons are really fucking awesome Like once you get them. like There's this one you get where every three seconds, like a random bolt of lightning will come down from the sky and just hit any enemy on the screen. So you can, like, if you're getting, like, shot at, take cover behind a wall, and within three seconds, that dude's toast because lightning's going to fucking fry his ass, which is really fun. Um, there's all these little drones you can get. You can drop down little machine gun drones, and they can take the heat for you while you're uh, flanking somebody. All sorts of different weapons. There's, like, reload mechanics. There's, like, ammo management. There's uh, life management. I mean, it's, like, it's chock full of detail and crunchy bits for people to dig into they just do a really poor job of like surfacing that stuff and making it very clear i really and in fact i even i even wrote an email to the pr people and i'm like i i actually do like your game but your ui is garbage can you please tell the developers to fix the ui (laughs) and i mean i just straight up had to tell them because i think there's a good game here but i i bet a lot of people are not going to stick with it the way that i did and i only stuck with it I think I was just being stubborn. I really wanted to quit it. But I'm glad that I didn't quit because I ended up really liking it a lot. And I think a lot of roguelike players out there would actually like this game as well. You just have to get through that first, I don't know, half an hour, hour of just like, what the fuck is going on? I don't understand. And once you get over that hump, pretty good isometric shooter with a lot of really cool details. So I actually like this one a lot. Yeah, I mean, that beginning is so important. Like, you oh, know, man. The bounce time is so fast for people just because there's so many experiences now. So, absolutely, dude. And that's really why I wanted to let the PR people know. Like, I think this would be a shame that, you know, people aren't going to play it. It looks kind of generic. Like, it doesn't look like it really sells itself in the Switch store. Like, if you look at a screenshot, it looks kind of bland. But, like, when you're actually playing it, that's when it really, like, unfolds, right? You're like, oh, this is really, like, kind of visceral and action-packed and it's really fast-paced and i think this really feels really good to play but yeah like you gotta you gotta get that hook somehow and if the graphics don't do it from screenshots then that you gotta reduce that bounce time like you said like you gotta get people in quick and this game fails but there is a great game there so if anybody out there wants a top-down fast-paced roguelike shooter on the switch synthetic ultimate i think is ultimately really good you just have to get through that beginning part Pun intended, ultimately. Pun intended, ultimately really good. We haven't done enough puns, I think. I feel like we, we had did. a whole episode that was like the pun cast or something. but We did. I think we even called it that, didn't we? We I might have. We might have it do, get more puns in here. All right. Carlos, back to you, sir. You're going to be talking about a game I've actually been very curious about, but I have not made time for yet, called Haven. Um, I know that it's free on Game Pass. That's where I plan on playing it, but you are playing it on PS4. Please, sir, tell us all about haven ho 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 i'm playing it on ps5 sir oh shit ps5 my bad there's okay. actually a ps5 version and there's a specific thing that they added uh i'm not sure if the graphics are better they look beautiful but there's a definitely a controller thing they added for the dual sense oh they got some uh, kind of vibration thing going on yeah i'll tell you about it um okay so it's really cool that i played this game right next to playing dragon audit because they're both essentially about a couple um, the first one is more about like courting a, a woman, and this one is about a couple that already is a couple. And basically, you are stranded on a series of small island planets. Um, it's hard to explain what they are, but they're like floating mini planets. 
and you are stranded on one of them and you play as both the guy and the girl and you are in a relationship and you escaped uh, basically like arranged marriages and some sort of society that you left and they don't really go into it too much but you crash landed your ship on one of these little mini islands uh, planets and now you've got to like do things like find food and cook some food up and then repair the ship and I think the whole game revolves around repairing the ship for real so you can like leave um, but what the actual game play is is you go to the planet and you both go out at the same time and you leave the ship and you just like float around uh, and it is a really visceral awesome feeling you basically just hold down the trigger and that pushes you forward with your rocket boots because of course you know rocket boots it's the future everybody's got it's rocket the future boots. yeah it is a, a future by the way and it talks about like you know the, their society they came from trying to colonize different planets um and essentially you got here by the way through one of these wormhole type things which you later find in the worlds uh that connect all these little islands together so you'll find you'll open up essentially like a little mini pathway that will get you to another little floating island and that's the kind of exploration you do. Um, and that you can look at like a little map to see which islands you've been at. And in these little islands, again, very beautiful, very colorful, third person again, two people flying essentially right next to each other. You can switch between either one at any time. Um, and you're basically going through finding like little seeds and, and fruit and stuff like that to make for dinners. And then you're also looking for resources one of the biggest resources is essentially this thing you have to float over and it's hard to explain it unless you play it. It's, it's kind of like, it's called red rust, but there's this like red stuff. Think of a uh, super Mario sunshine. When you're cleaning up the, the, when you're the cleaning black up. tar stuff. Yeah, it's exactly like that. So, but this one you're like floating over the planet and then you find this kind of red stuff. And once you like uh, clean it, you sometimes get these pieces and like you collect them for things. And when you collect them, it makes a really satisfying sound. It's just very visceral. It's very, very cool. Like I could just float around the planet, picking up stuff all the time. And it's almost like a meditation. Um, and by the way, one of the smallest touches that's so cool is every once in a while, just randomly while you're flying, uh, you know, you're flying ahead of your girlfriend and, or, or, or vice versa. And at some point they'll just start holding hands. Aww. and like flying together and it's like such a small detail i'm like that's so cool uh, or if you stop for too long and like you just sit standing there like she'll come over and hug you or like he'll go over and kiss her um it's really cool so the game is really about the relationship and the the story takes place with cutscenes, right so when you're not doing the exploring on the on the planet you're back in your ship and you're like watching it's almost like a visual novel right they're talking about things and and you're choosing the dialogue options for both of the characters. So oh, okay, you're it, having the conversation with yourself. Yeah, uh, which by the way is just like my video series I'm working on right now. It's just me talking to myself. Um, and that was a shameless plug. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> you can do that here. It's okay. I know this is our podcast. Um, Safe space. It's fine. It's 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 really cool. The only weird thing about the dialogue part where they're talking to each other is that it shows that traditional visual novel style with a 2D you know, characters, uh -huh. but then it also shows the 3d model of them at right? the same so, time. Yeah. At the same time. And I was like, I, I don't know. And if I don't, it was hard to, conf 
like follow which one. Is that because they cannot show the facial expressions on the 3D model? So they're giving you a close-up or something? I guess so. It just, every once in a while, I was like, I don't know which one to look at. Because, like, they're mm-hmm. laying in bed together talking, and it was kind of nice to see, like, their, you know, a little intimate moment. And then, but I'm watching the 2D pictures. So, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, you play as both characters. You know, what choices you make maybe uh, changes the bond between them. And there's also, like, this kind of bond meter. Um, and... Lastly, there's combat. So there are like monsters on the planet that are like just animals, but then sometimes they go bad, you know, get the red, red dark in them or something. Get the kind of. Are they touching the stuff that you're supposed to be cleaning they're up? They're touching that, that. And there's sure. probably other reasons, you know. Animals fucking just touch things, you know, you can't stop them. They touch everything and they eat everything and they just turn evil. Oh, so it's annoying. The combat is very simple. Um, essentially it's like four options for each character but again you play each character at the same time during combat at the same time so there's no turn base it's all real okay real time combat all right real time combat and you can do uh impact which means melee you can do blast so it means you shoot laser you can do defense shield or you can pacify which essentially is when they're downed like a pokemon you can like make them better Okay. You make them back to normal animal or something. Gotcha. So you're not actually killing animals. You're like cleaning them off. Cleaning them off. Healing them. Back to Mario Sunshine. Yeah. Gotcha. By the way, fun tangent that I've always wanted to make on this podcast. It's also like Bonk's Adventure. Because if you remember, which you probably don't. I do. Do you? I know where you're going with this. Yes. In Bonk's Adventure, all the bosses are nice people. Yeah. Once you get the eggshell off their head, they they go back to being good people. Yep. Just like like in uh, Sonic as well. Kind of most most of those little monsters. Anyway, so that hopefully I did a good good job of explaining all the systems. Uh, The last system is essentially yeah, your bond between each other, and you're trying to like obviously have these guys get along, uh, and then also escape the planet. That's that's the game in a nutshell. I mean, it sounds really cool, and I believe this was one of the ones that was featured on. Was it the Xbox Inside Xbox show? I feel like this this one got some play in some PR push recently. I don't remember where I saw it, but it might have been the Xbox show. Anyway, I've been kind of looking forward to this one. Um, I guess first question: Did you finish it? No, no. Um, I'm actually so funny. I I did finish Dragon Audit, but I didn't finish this one because I was like, I really want to just like have it around to chill with. Like it's such a meditative game that I don't want it to be done yet. Um, and not like I had time to finish it fully, sure. but I think that I'm going to take my time with it because it's definitely like you go back to it, you learn a little bit more about the story, you learn about the relationship, and you have this meditative experience of flying around, which is really fun to do, by the way. It's just really fun to fly and turn and, and pick up the stuff. So, no, I didn't finish it. Is my All right. Well, it sounds good. I mean, are you into the story? Do you feel like you're vibing with the characters? Like, how's the writing? Because, I mean, if, if it's a game about the relationship, clearly a lot of it's going to hinge on those chats you have back at your ship or wherever. So do you feel like it's pretty good? Like, are you down with it? Or does it feel weird? Or, like, how's it, how's it hitting you? There was one weird um, joke that the guy made that was not good. Like, a like like some of people are going to have a problem with that joke. Uh, it was like a sexist joke or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then the girl says like, what the fuck are you talking about? And uh, she calls him out on it, but it was just weird that they put it in there. Besides uh. that, the whole thing feels very real. Like it feels like a pretty real relationship. Like they really, really dig each other, but then they get mad at each other and then you can say the wrong thing and you know, or vice versa. One of the persons can say the wrong thing and it can kind of, you know, be a weird moment. Um, but yeah, I like the writing. It feels like a real relationship. 
and I feel like I'm going through a real like couple dynamic. Um, for the most part, I play as the guy to kind of just like, even though I play as both, you know, it's nice to kind of relate a little bit uh, to whoever you relate to the most. Sure. Um, and two more things I'll say before, unless you had another question. No, no, I'm good. Go ahead. The, the other thing I really, really like, uh, and the, uh, one thing that's really, really weird, the thing I like is during the loading scenes, which is our few, it shows like a 2D cartoon of like different scenes of the couple doing things. And it's just like something so simple like that makes you feel like you know them more. You know, like one is like they're dressed up and they're like drinking champagne, even though they're in like a little spaceship. And sure. one of them is like the guy's crying and the girl's holding him. It's like such a simple thing. But in those loading screens, I'm like, yeah, I get to know this couple more. Um, so kudos to them for doing that. It's such a small little thing. The other thing that's weird is that when you're on the ship, you move around in first person. Oh, and, you do? That's weird. Yeah, and it's really weird because then you go do things. Like you like go, say, cook food or you know they, sh- they should be doing something. So you're Like picking. are you in the body of one of the characters or no, are you just like a third? Nothing. Yeah. You're just like a, a, a spirit in the ship watching the two people? Yeah, I feel like they added that because of controller support. I don't know. But it just feels like a weird ad. Oh. And it – I guess it. I'll say the only negative is it doesn't fit really, but oh, okay. but it's okay because it's it's almost like you're a voyeur because you basically like float around the cabin when they're in there and I'm like where are they, <laughs> like let me go find them, and then I'm like oh there they are they're in the kitchen and like they're like holding to each other and you know I'm like I hey guys we should probably cook some food, and again it's just it's weird, interesting um, and then the last thing I'll say is for PS5 when you're sliding along these like uh, flow points, there's essentially uh, these like ley lines in the planet and you like ride on them, mm-hmm. uh, like rails or whatever. And then when you ride on them, it the PS5 trigger, because it can do that, it kind of like gives a little resistance. And it's so cool what that controller can do. It's such a small thing, but because I feel it like wavering, like it's wavering on my finger, it makes me feel like I'm riding the wave. It's interesting to hear you say this, and I've heard a lot of people say nothing but praise for this controller, but i got to be honest, dude. I have a very strong suspicion I'm going to turn all that shit off as soon as I get a PS5. I don't think you are. I want to make a bet. I don't think you are. I mean, you might be right, dude. You might. It might be amazing, but I generally really dislike stuff like that. But, I mean, maybe it's, maybe this is can we where make they cracked a, it. Yeah, can we make a So Video Games podcast uh, bet? I don't think we've done one on the on the show. I don't think we've ever done one, no. I'm is it really okay to bet? Either. Are you against betting? I'm not against betting. I mean, it, it depends on what the stakes are, I guess. Well, let's not make it money because that makes it weird. So let's I'm broke make it anyway. So yeah, yeah, let's make it. Um, what can we make it? Let's just do a friendly bet, and we'll just see. We have to bet a friendly bet. bet. I've never done one of those. Okay, I'm betting you. <laughs> I'm betting you that you will not turn it off. Okay, and I bet that it probably will. So we'll see. Number step number one: get a PS5. And then yep. we'll resolve it immediately yeah. afterwards. <laughs> By the way, again, this is a recommend for sure, though. Like, I really okay, think like a it's, thumbs up. Thumbs yeah, up. it's doing like a visual novel thing. It's doing a, a relaxing Super Mario Sunshine thing. It's doing maybe too many things. But at the same time, I can't fault it for it because it's something that I just want to keep going back to. Excellent. I, you know, I really want to get to this. I, I kept meaning to get to it and I just, you know, other things kept popping up, but it's on Xbox Game Pass for free. That's, well, you know, free for the cost of Game Pass. Uh, I'm going to go check it out as soon as I uh, finish what I'm doing. Oh, man, things just keep popping up. I do want to get to it, though, and I'm very, very glad to hear you say it's a thumbs up. So that is good news for me. Yep. Haven on PS5, also on PS4, Xbox Game Pass. I don't think it's on Switch. Probably on PC, I would guess. 
And there you go. A um, couple more things on the Switch for me, uh, as per usual. First one, I gotta say, really surprised the F out of me, dude. It's called Crawlco, C-R-A-W-L, Crawlco Block Knockers. Have you heard of, have you heard what? of this one? What? Oh, that last one, really. That's it's a weird name. named that for a reason. It's named that intentionally. So I heard somebody saying that this was like an, an explicit game, and I'm like, I'm always... My radar is always out because I want to see who's pushing the boundaries where, what kind of content's going on. We've said many times on the show, we're not opposed to adult content. If you are an adult and consuming it appropriately in the appropriate place, uh, you know, there's all sorts of content for all sorts of people. And I don't think either one of us is allergic to that. No, if anything, so, we should do more of it, I said. Yeah, if we can find some good stuff. I mean, I haven't found anything good for a while, but I mean, so that door is still open. So somebody on Twitter was like, oh my God, Crawlco Block Knockers. And I'm like, okay, that's a d- dumb name, first off. But I checked it out. So what this is, it is a top-down puzzle game. You play a little lizard guy who's working in it. They call it a warehouse. It doesn't look like a warehouse. It just looks like a big grid. And when you're on the grid, there's like an outline on the floor. And your job is to fill up that outline with blocks. These blocks will appear out of nowhere, just out of thin air. They'll pop up. And they usually come in, I think, three colors. It's like blue, green, and like pink or purple or something like that. Blocks pop up out of nowhere. You need to push these blocks to fill up that space on the floor, and when you fill up that space, your job is done. Um, the mechanics of this are actually pretty good and pretty ingenious. You cannot just push a block forward, but you can pull it. So that's kind of where the challenge comes from. Um, you got to kind of think a little bit laterally to think about, well, like I can't push, but I can pull, so how do I rearrange my movements so that I can pull it to the where it goes? You can also kick it behind you, and it goes really far, or you can kick it forward. So you can pull and kick back or kick forward, and I believe those are all your verbs. Um, so that's a little bit strange because your first instinct is you want to push, but you just, you can't push. So that's a weird thing, but it's nice. It's not bad. It gives you a different challenge, kind of makes your brain work in a slightly different way. So as you're doing this, um, enemies will pop up and these enemies will like kind of chase you down. If they hit you, then you lose a life. I think you start with four or five lives, I believe. But if you manage to kick one of the blocks and hit one of the monsters as they're roaming the field, it explodes and fills up the space that you're trying to fill up. So like, let's say, let's say there's a space on the floor that's like 10 squares and your job is to fill up that 10 square area. If you hit a monster inside that area, it'll explode and fill up like three or four squares. So Mm -hmm. it's to your advantage if you can kill monsters because you'll fill up the thing faster. Um, But if you don't want to do that, you can fill up, fill up one by one as well. Um, I will say uh, it's also really cool because you can have the option to turn the monsters on or off. And this game gets really challenging. I mean, it's a solid challenge. It's a good challenge, but it's very busy. And sometimes you can accidentally put a block in the wrong place and then you're stuck and you're not going to be able to fill your area and then you're screwed. So you got to start over. So there's definitely challenge to it. Uh, For me, I left the monsters on for the first couple of levels and then it got like kind of like a little bit more difficult than I was wanting. So I turned the monsters off, still having a great time with the game, like pushing the blocks around. It's all really fun. Good, good, good feeling puzzle game. Very interesting. Now, I was going to say, we had to talk about the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. (laughs) And the thing that surprised the fuck out of me is when you fill up those squares on the ground, they're not just squares on the ground. They are uh, an outline in the shape of something. And the shape of something are in these uh, anime girls. So what happens is, you fill up uh, each each level comes in three three units like one two and three the first one is just like the girl so you fill up the the the, the blocks on the ground job done the whole thing wipes away and you get a little anime picture of a girl who's like in a cute outfit or something 
The second one, not, not I haven't finished the game yet, but I've gotten a, a good portion into it. The second one, you fill up the blocks. And then the very first world, I filled up the picture and I'm like, is that her nipple? Like, I'm like, I'm looking at it and like, she was like flashing a nip. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is a Nintendo system that I'm on. This is the Switch. This is not PC. This is not Steam where there it's, you know, do whatever you want. This is the Switch, which is a family console. Nintendo's mm-hmm. famously conservative. I'm like, oh my God, I can see like a corner of her nipple. That blew my mind, right? I get to the third level, finish the outline, the screen wipes away. She's completely fucking topless, dude. I was like, what? How is this happening on the Switch? I was like, it, it took me a moment to visually process this. And I'm like, is this game, do they even, does Nintendo know this game is on their system? Do they know this is out there for people to buy? What is going on? So I felt like maybe I had gotten a, a game on accident or maybe I got some bootleg thing, but no, it's on, the, it's on the store. You can choose to have censored or uncensored in the options. And if you finish these puzzles, like there's full on, um, I don't know about bottomless, but there's definitely topless nudity going on. And there's like some definite booty shots and stuff happening. So I was very surprised. Interesting. Um, very I, went surprised. To, I went to look at it on the website and it had put, put my age in, age verification. Yeah. You need to because that is, it is the most nudity I've ever seen on a Nintendo system, like ever. Um, so that was very surprising to me. I'm, I'm still a little bit incredulous that Nintendo let this be on their system, but there it is. Um, the other, you know, there's also boss battles between every couple levels. The boss battles are pretty good. I mean, it's weird because it's a tinny game, anime tinny game, but it's also a really good puzzle game. Like if you took away the anime boobs, it would still be a really good puzzle game um, with a lot of good options and it just feels good to play. I think it's a great game, but then you put the anime boobs in there and it's even better, right? So like, it's weird to me that this thing exists, number one. Yeah. Number two, it's real fucking weird that this is on Nintendo Switch. It shocked me. I'm still not over it. Yeah, it is weird. They said that this one, um, I guess it was a, a Steam game first, and it must have been. It says, but this one has on the Switch has more uncensored content uh, for some reason. So, like, more than the Steam version? <laughs> it says, with even more hot content featuring uncensored and modesty modes. Oh, modesty must mean like censored. Right. I get. Yeah, you can turn it on if you don't want to see the nips. I guess, but uh, it's just man, crazy. More hot so, content I'm, on your more. Switch. Who knew? I guess. Yeah, I don't know, man. So that was, that was very surprising to me. So that is that is Crawl Co. Block Knockers. I think they named it for a reason. And honestly, it is a good puzzle game. Like it is a legit good puzzle game. I'm really enjoying playing it. And you know, boobs don't hurt because I'm a guy who likes boobs. So there. By the way, quick uh, tangent. Yeah. Um, because I'm, we're both like old people. Um, Back when I played, uh, you know, my Commodore 64, I think, and or PC, one of them, we had games like this. I mean, they've been around forever where you do something and you get a picture of a lady. But man, oh, man, it was really pathetic back then because <laughs> it was like Commodore 64 on the Internet even. Was I on the Internet? No, I wasn't on the Internet. No, nah, you were not like, on the Internet. Which is a then. floppy disk game. Yeah. But still, even though it was just a game it still had like time to process like line by line, you know? Yeah. So like I'd win at poker or something. It'd be like strip poker and it'd be like the most not looking like a woman, woman, <laughs> like, like just 42 like, pink pixels and a couple red ones or something. Yeah. And like line by line getting to reveal like her body. And I was like, I guess I did good. Like, is this my reward? I don't know. <laughs> is even, this even a reward? <laughs> yeah. Even back then I was like, eh, no, you know, no, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait till the future happens. 
Oh, geez. Well, the future is now, my friend. Future is get... now. It's on the Switch. On the Switch, which is very surprising. But like like I said, legit puzzle game. It's a thumbs up, plus the anime stuff. You can censor it if you want, but that is Crawlco Block Knockers. One of my most surprising experiences this year. Um, also want to give a shout out to Dicey Dungeons, another roguelike. Uh, this one comes from Terry Cavanaugh. Are you familiar with Terry's work? He did um, VVVVVVV. And he's done a bunch oh, of stuff yeah. on Steam yeah. and all yeah. that. I love Terry Cavanaugh. That dude is brilliant. That is a nice guy. Talked to him once way back in the day. We did an interview. He's super friendly. Love that guy. Dicey Dungeons has been on PC for a while, and I was really waiting for it to come to Switch. Here it is. It is a turn-based roguelike where you play. Um, you start off as a... You are a dice. You are a living single die. And you... Uh, the, the first one is like the warrior dice. You go into these dungeons, and the game rolls for you. And then you have these different abilities that you can plug your roles into. So let's say, for example, you've got a sword and the sword will do uh, whatever dice you roll, like plus one damage. So you roll a three, you put that dice inside the sword, then it hits for four. Or you've got a shield and the shield will block whatever dice you put into it. So if you put in, uh, you roll a two, you put a two in the shield, then it blocks for two damage. That's kind of how it works. Um, so it's up to you to decide which dice you want to use for which items that you have. Um, there's like healing and stuff and there's all sorts of like, you know, regular roguelike, you get different abilities, you get different weapons, uh, monsters you fight have different powers. Um, but then it seems pretty straightforward and cool and very good, but then you play the first round and then you get a second character open up the thief who is also a, a, a dice, but he's a thief dice. He's got totally different powers. And one of his powers is he steals a power from the enemy you're fighting. So like, you'll always have like a dagger, but then you might have. Uh, you know, like poison because the guy you're fighting has poison himself or you might have turn into a bear because you're fighting a bear or something. So like the thief kind of randomizes it a little bit. So totally different um, mechanics. And then I got to the third character, the robot. The robot doesn't even really roll the dice. He has kind of like, um, I don't even know how to describe it, kind of like a slot machine sort of effect mm. where you're shooting for a specific goal. And if you go over, then you lose your turn. But if you go under, then you get these dice, and he has like all these different robot powers. So like each character has totally different mechanics, um, which I think in itself is pretty amazing. But the game just overall is great. Like the visuals are very warm, and colorful, and cartoony. Very clear. The UI is excellent, easy to understand. Everything is really polished and simple. You know, you don't even need a tutorial for this game. It's like it. It you just know how to play it just by looking at it, which is great. Controls great. Um, level of difficulty. I think it's pretty good. Like you can always get through the first couple of levels pretty easily, but then it does get pretty challenging at the end. Um, I mean, it's basically just a really fucking tight dungeon crawler with some great dice mechanics. And although there's always a little bit of random generation with dice, but even so you still have abilities. You have options. There's always multiple things you can do. You're like, you're never, you're never like rolling a one. You're like, Oh, I'm fucked. That sucks. Fuck this game. Like there's always something you can do with it. Um, you know, there's some abilities that use a one. There's some abilities that use a six. There's some that use any number. There's items that you have. There's like a, a special ability bar that can get you out of trouble if you need um, a little bit of help. Like, it's a really well thought through, really, really polished, really just like marvelous little game. Just every aspect of it just really has great craftsmanship. I mean, Terry Cavanaugh is great. Every game he makes is great. And this is just like, it's like it's boring how many how many good games this guy makes because all these games are really good. Um, oh, and I man, say that he made love. Super Hexagon. He did make Super Hexagon. Fuck me, that game. I spent 8,000 hours on it. Right, and that was another... I mean, everything the dude does is great. And Terry, if you're listening, I love your work. I love you, man. I mean, I'm just a big fan. So Dicey Dungeons on the Switch is excellent. It is perfect fit for the Switch. I'm loving it. I think it's great. This has been 
probably, and I, you know, as someone who knows, as someone who knows the roguelike genre, as, as, you know, as I often talk about, 2020 has been a garbage year for so many reasons, but in terms of roguelikes, it's probably the best year in history ever for the number of really good roguelikes that came out this year. It is, like, filthy with excellent roguelikes, and Dicey Dungeons is one more to put on top of the heap. It's a great, great game. Total thumbs up. And we've probably reviewed every roguelike on this show. Literally everyone. Everyone. Yes, and absolutely. that's not even, like... A joke, like for, for no. Serious. I think I try to I try to get to every single one that gets to the switch. I think we've done it. I I um, weirdly enough, I'm gonna probably play this on my PC. Um, I have been playing more Steam games, and I'll be bringing them to the show next year. Next um, year, a lot more because I I definitely, you know, um, it's just so it's incredible how many games come to the Steam first. Yeah, you, you know, got to get it on Switch though, dude. It, this is made for Switch, man. You're gonna want to play this yeah. like in bed on your couch. You're but, not gonna want to do well, it. Well, here's PC. the thing. This is what I'm talking about. We have, you know, everybody has different types of um, lifestyles and how they play games and when they play games. And you definitely do that thing where you play games in bed a lot. I always try to, and I'm either always falling asleep because it's so late, or in the morning sometimes I can pull it off. But then I'm like thinking about things I could be working on. So for me, I just feel like I've been using it a lot less and less. Yeah. And I'm always on my PC. Like it's so easy for me to just go to a new window and go, oh, I'll play my friend's game or I'll play Dicey Dungeon. So I uh, might I might get on the Steam. I'll check it out. I think it's great. The one thing, the one criticism I have of it, and it's uh, it's not a huge one, but this is one that does not have a lot of permanence. And permanence is something that I like in my roguelikes. So like if you die... Uh, you go back basically just to like square one. You don't save anything. You don't level your characters up. Um, I'm not even sure if there's any unlocks aside from the characters. So you have to be okay with that. Like you're not going to level up and eventually like brute force your way through. You do have to learn the systems and just kind of figure it out and learn your character really well. Um, so if you if you're a roguelike fan who must have permanence, maybe this is not for you. But oh, if you yeah. don't mind going to have a, a clean wipe and just doing a run, uh, it's really really well done. I think it's a great example of that kind of roguelike you know it's funny because i will not play a roguelike unless there's permanence in general yeah but yeah. this one i would because it, it just feels like it's different and they're also the presentation i think we we didn't really talk about because i just looked at some of it on steam it feels like it's a game show or something it is a game show it yeah. is presented as a game show i didn't bring that up because it's not like super relevant but it is positioned as a game show yeah that you are participating in and the other thing to notice also like i haven't finished a run yet i've gotten really close but like a run from start to finish with a character is like 20 minutes or something so like it's really bite-sized really small it's made for repetition which is one reason why i don't really care that there's not too much permanence because right. it's not like a long one it's like you can finish a round in 20 minutes so that's not bad yeah like that's so, what i meant by the presentation yeah. if it's like that then i'm not worried yeah. about like the permanence as much if it's like a single player rpg type you know game i'm like oh i better have like my level two sword now you know agreed agreed yeah, yeah. for sure but so the, the the briefness of the runs definitely works in its favor and it, I mean, the whole thing is just really smart. Terry's a smart guy, brilliant game designer. Every game he makes is fucking good. This is, again, fucking good. Thumbs up all the way. Like, I love Dicey Dungeon. It's wonderful. By the way, before we move on to the next thing, which is maybe my game? Your game is next. Okay. Uh, before we do that, what's that game called that you just said? Uh, uh, block Knockers or oh, whatever? Oh, Crawlco. C-R-A-W-L-C-O. Crawlco Block Knockers. Okay, but it, didn't you say that the, the, the blocks, like, fall down a little bit, like, into the screen? They either... Do they fall or do they appear from the floor? They kind of random. No, I think they appear from the floor. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, anyways, I was trying to get <laughs> just as another name for it could be Tetris tits. 
Tetris. Uh, I mean, I I see what you're going there for see? there. I was I trying. don't know that it, you were trying. We we're trying. I'll we cut this out. Here. I'll cut this out of the podcast. It's fine. You have to get it out. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Uh, all right, Carlos. Uh, I have another thing to talk about. But before we do, we got we got to come back to Night City. You've been you've been a, yes. a resident, maybe a permanent resident of Night City. You've been making videos. You've been creating content. You've been playing this game. Uh, we're going to be talking about Cyberpunk 2077 right now. I still have not played the game, so I don't have a whole lot to add, but I am very curious to see how your time in Night City has been going. Yeah, I have some updates from the internet as well as my own thoughts. I just thought I'd share. Um, I think after in January or maybe even February, March, when they do the bigger update for the actual uh, new consoles, we'll, we'll revisit it again. I think after this update that we're doing on this show, I probably won't talk about it for a little while because I definitely have beaten it and I've played almost all the side missions. I really played like a ton of this game. Maybe wow. How many hours have you logged? Well, here's the thing. Like Witcher 3, I feel like I could never finish that game even though I played 200 hours or something crazy. Yeah, that's like 150, 200 hours. Easy. Easy. And I, and I didn't get all the side missions. And this one because I think it's just not a finished game, unfortunately. There's maybe eight really big side missions left. Wow. And I played like 45 hours of this game. Wow, so, okay. I was expecting this to be much bigger because I heard people were saying this was like another 150-hour monster. That does not seem well, to be the case. Let me let me explain, and then we'll go back to some updates I have. But okay. like, I think talking about the side missions alone, right now there's a few different side missions you could do as like romancing, right? So really, or just like to say strong friendshipping uh, certain people, like certain characters have a really big arc, like my girlfriend. Like loyalty quest kind of stuff? Yeah, my girlfriend had a big quest and her name's Pan Am and she's my real girlfriend in real life. In real life, yes. Um, <laughs> and we're really dating and we might you, might. you and everybody else on the internet. No, no, okay, no. I got to tell you, man, I think maybe no, she's got some options. Yeah, I'm sorry, true. but I'm popping the question, and so no. By the way, I, I, that is funny. When I see a video pop up of, like, her, you know, my, my girlfriend, uh, and they're like, I'm like, no, 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 no you, you didn't do that with her. <laughs> you, you, you didn't get to experience that with her. Only, only I did. So, anyways, that's actually a good sign of a good, a good storyline. There's, like, maybe four or five of those main people like that. Um, and then there's other side missions that kind of flush out the world. One is very interesting that alludes to um, some other bigger story going on in the world that I don't think they're going to wrap up, you know, but they they allude to it. And you're like, ooh, what's that whole storyline about? I'm sure they got DLC plans. Yeah. And it's very cool because it is a storyline that's very exciting and has nothing to do with the main quest because I beat the main quest. That being said, those are few. Right, because they take a long time to make in voice act, and then there's a bunch of like you know you could do them if you want to, uh, and then there's like a million, uh, they call them gigs. So like, hey, can you go do this for me? And those will never end. This but, is interesting. We're going to talk about this in the next segment. So keep this in your okay, back pocket. Because but but those I don't count. Right, I don't count okay, those. Yeah, okay. No, I like yeah, fold yeah. up that menu and I go, yeah, I'm not doing those gigs. Same for Witcher Three, right? You could do right. infinite question marks, but nobody did those. If you did just the story, yeah. that was where. It, the so I think was there's at. like eight of the main main ones left because again, I've been playing fuck tons of this game. So I am gonna try to just finish them. Like I'd like to do that and go like, hey, I've rounded out this motherfucking game. Um, I've been able to play it because I have a PS5 and it's it's stable enough, you know. And that's it. So that's my take on the game. Uh, and where I'm at at it. But in general updates, 
uh, Adam Sessler, um, I got to meet him in San Francisco. Very cool dude. Used to work at G4. And I, I used to write for things. him. You used to write for him? I did. Oh, cool. I wrote Small some reviews world. when he was doing video reviews back in the, like way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he worked at Revision 3, and we worked at Mevio, so I got to meet him through that a little bit. And um, Cool dude. He's still doing stuff for G4 now because they're kind of bringing that back uh, a little yeah. bit. And he did a review on Cyberpunk, and I just thought it was pretty spot on and how I feel, which is similar to the fact that he thought there were really good stories in there. It's not ready for the old systems, you know, so that's a, right. a, a fuck up. But if you can play it on a PC and a PS5 or Xbox Series X, you can have some really good experiences with these stories. Um, he also thought, uh, said what I was thinking, which is that there's just too many dildos in the world. Yeah, some, that's what everybody says, dude. Yeah, I don't know why they did that, and it's really weird. Um, and then in general, yeah, like I think there's there was a thing that came out on YouTube about on PC. This is wild, man. On PC, for a while there, uh, if you did too much in the game... Like you got, oh, yes, yes. you heard about this too much inventory items, too much crafting or played it for too long. Your file size on PC of your, of your save game got too big and it would corrupt your save game. Well, uh, kudos to CD project red. They fixed it and they did it, fixed it before Christmas. They just put out a patch like as a time in this recording and it fixes it. So that's no longer a thing. I mean, can we just pause for just one second, please? Because when this came out, this was yet another PR fucking fiasco for them. I don't know what the fuck their problem is because when this came out, people were talking about it and the, the official response, I mean, maybe it was from the board moderator, maybe not from the actual developers or whoever, but regardless, the message came out that, that said, this game is not meant for you guys to play it that much. You guys are playing it too much. This is not an infinite play game. That is why the files are corrupting. You guys are playing it too much. And it's like, fuck you. Okay. You make this game. You know people are going to play it. Don't act like people aren't going to play this fucking game. It is your fucking fault that this file corrupts because people play your goddamn game. That is the most asinine, bass-ackwards fucking response to, like, blame the players for playing the game too much and it's corrupting the file. No, I don't think that's where the fucking problem lies. I think it's... <laughs> your fucking ass didn't think about that. So, yeah. I'm glad they fixed it, but, like, fuck off with that. Okay, I'm going to... Uh, yes to that. Yes and... Uh, fuck off if you say that because that's ridiculous. It's, it's obviously this game that people are waiting for too, like me. I mean, you know, think people are going to play your fucking game? Of course they're going to play. You want them to play your game. They, Take yeah. that into fucking account. I'll tell you, I'll say two things that will fix the, the um, will help shine light on something. One, um, and I did this, and I did this once or twice or maybe 20 times. There are some um, exploits, right? And I wanted to, because I'd beat the game, I wanted a little bit more money. I wanted to buy this car. So I did one of the exploits, and the exploits gave me $500,000. Okay, let's just get past that. So this is like a glitch that you're taking advantage of. Yeah, there's like you can sell a painting over and over and over again. Um, and so I did it to get the car or whatever, and then I didn't do any more glitches. But um, that, along with the glitches on PC and hacks you can do to like basically get unlimited crafting items were another reason why this was happening. So this is not just on them because, yeah, of course, they fucked up because they had a glitch in their system where they could do this hack. But that's still that being said, if you do something, you have unlimited crafting items, you're going to fuck any game up. Like, that's like... Well, I mean, that, okay, so that's fair. That's that fair. is 100% fair, but yeah. that is not what the person said. Like, I know. They didn't hold on, say, hold on. I know. No, no, I'm just, I'm just getting it out there. Yeah. Not trying to both sides this, but I'm just saying, be clear about what you're saying. 
And their first response was, you guys are playing this game too much, which right. is not the appropriate response. Right. That was part one of my... Part my, one uh, of part two. One. My part two is, because I've been in social media and I've been in a moderator, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's just one person of a team of fucking millions, or not millions, but you know, it's a big team. <laughs> so unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, right. when you are a, a moderator for a group, one, you could even have a moderator that's not even for the company. I don't know who this person was. I saw the same thing you saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say that I'm not hanging too much, like, um, whatever, balance on this moment in this one forum thread because, yeah, it's a fucked up thing to say. And the person said, like, a very lengthy reply, and I read all of it, and it just seemed way too much words because I know as, a, as being a moderator or social media person, you don't say that much right, about right. something so big. So it was a, just a fuck up. And I think that that's not like, man, did you see what CD Projekt Red did? They said, don't play our game. That's what happens when these moments happen. It, people say yeah. this one person who does the Twitter account for Wendy's or whatever is yeah. the whole company. So that's my I part I mean, you would, just, you would just think that like with all the debacle they've had lately, they would be like, okay, we're going to actually crack down on this. We're going to we're gonna pay yep. more attention to this stuff. We're going to really moderate our message because we fucked up a couple times. It just seems like... You know, I deal with this stuff not in games, but in in my real life stuff. I deal with this in my, my wife's job. Like, we're very aware about messaging and about contacting people and what we say. Like, it's very, very important. And it just it boggles my mind that after all the stuff this company's been through, something like this still happened after all that. Like, please get your shit together, people. Yeah. No, I agree. It's a yes and. It's like, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be that way. But I'm just kind of giving some behind the scenes why it probably is happening that way. Be, being having worked on both sides. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, the last thing I'll say is that, like I said, I'm going to put it down for a bit after I finish these side missions. But in general, yeah. it does feel like when I kept saying last episode, I think I talked about Fallout a lot or whatever. But I think it also is very similar to the experience I feel like when I play Far Cry um, or Wolfenstein. Like both those games are these kind of first person games where you, you know, are trying to like you just want to live in the world and, and shoot things. Right. You just want to kind of be in the world and do like these side missions. And it's a fun escape to be a first person shooter game where you have a little bit of story. But like, I mean, people people didn't take Far Cry 5 and New Dawn to task on the fucking broken bodies when they fall to the ground. You know, they, they look weird. There's a, a famous famous a, a gift that I did. that got a lot of views in Far Cry of a person like hanging from a, you know, a, a signs post or something like their body just ragged out physics and that just happened, you know, yeah, but yeah. I didn't go like, Oh fuck this game for being broken because it took years to make far cry five. Right. It took right, years right. to make new dawn and Wolfenstein, but there's like fucking dumb things in Wolfenstein, especially that new one with the two girls. There's so many broken moments, but you know what? And this is my, again, my most, um, positive thing about uh, uh, cyberpunk it doesn't matter man like i get to go in and shoot things and level up and find new areas and actually get some really good stories in time enough for me like that's it that's what i can say about the game and that's fair with with also saying that it's broken as fuck on those older <clears throat> systems yes i agree with that well, I have nothing other to contribute other than to say that I'm really looking forward to playing this like in June when I have a PS5 and it's been mm -hmm. patched a million times and mm -hmm. there's more content, possibly some DLC. I, I definitely want to play this game still. 
but I just I don't want to play it broken, so I'm gonna wait and I'm gonna play it on a new system, and I'm looking forward to that. It's a little bit of a, I mean, a kind of a bitter pill because. You know, I think most people were really looking forward to it for a long time and then to have it launched like this. And then for me, where I just I just don't want to have that subpar experience to wait, you know, wait even further. I kind of wish they had just pushed the whole thing back. But whatever. That's that's a conversation for another day. It is. But not to, again, devil's advocate one more time, just like last episode. Oh, man. Well, I know. I'm just saying that what you just said is it is a good enough experience on a PS5 or Xbox Series X or PC. Like it is right now. Like it isn't like I don't think people have to wait. That's all I'm saying. I don't okay. think I don't think enough is broken. Like it, it, it hard crashes, which is fucked. But it, I think it hard crashes like once every three hours or something. So like, like I played it for fucking three hours, or and it crashed, and I was like, uh, I guess I'm done with it for tonight, you know. But like, I just don't think it's broken enough. Like it will be a new experience, yes, in June, and I think a bunch of people can wait. But that's all I'm saying. I just want to say that one that's more time totally because fair. I had that's a totally really fair. fun time with it. And to be clear, I, I'm not speaking with authority. I am just saying what I am planning to do. So I, yeah. I'm not saying that this game's broken. So definitely Carlos is saying you can jump in now and it's good enough. So that is that is totally fair. And that is also Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, a couple more things here and then we're going to wrap up. First off, uh, I you know I heard you talking about Watch Dogs Legion and you kind of sold me on a little bit. So I, uh, I checked into it. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it a lot. Did not care for that game. Like, at oh, all. Didn't damn care it. for it. I can't get like any it. wins with you. I can't get any wins with you. What's mm. a game that I've told you to, to play or that I thought you would like, and you played it and you liked it? God, I don't know. We, can, we should keep a list. I'm sure we should keep something. a list. Yeah. We should keep a list. So I just I just didn't care for it. I felt like it was a strange experience because I felt like I um, I played a little bit of the first Watch Dogs, didn't like it. Played a little bit of Watch Dogs uh, 2, didn't care for it too much. Came to Watch Dogs 3, and the thing that I was really curious about was the being able to be anybody which is still an okay idea i don't really think played out the way that i wanted it to play out so i wasn't really too into it but it also was weird because i felt like the game assumed i was very familiar with the watchdogs mechanics and how they work and i felt like they were really cutting back on the tutorial because i guess they assume that people playing legion have already played the other two um so maybe i'm an edge case because i'm not super familiar with the series but like i came into it and i definitely had like a lot of questions that were not being answered and like just like how to even approach levels and how to even how do you like what do you even do right like they don't really explain like what you're even doing or how you're a hacker and all has works so i felt like i'm like okay i definitely feel like they're they're not like walking me in the way that i like to be walked in i put maybe like four hours into it and i'm like okay this is fine it's all right but not not that i wanted to like commit to it so um not something that sold me on it but after i got done with that i'm like you know i really I feel like I want to play something like that because I don't know, 2020, right? Like I want to, I want to be in a world. I need some little escape from the real world. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in politics right now. That's pretty terrible. I just needed something to, you know, like I, like I don't really replay games, right? But I wanted to have like a Witcher type experience where it's like this big world and there's cool stories and there's cool characters. And I wanted mm-hmm. to do something like that. So I'm like, okay, um, I don't know that I want to play Valhalla because we actually oh. reviewed we hold on hold on hold. okay okay we played Valhalla uh, we played we re- god damn it I can't even talk anymore sorry we reviewed Valhalla at Game Critics CJ uh, Salcedo uh, your friend and mine uh, reviewed that for us at Game Critics and his big takeaway was that he really liked it and he kind of sold me on it but his his bottom line was I want to play this on PS5 because he's like he didn't feel like PS4 was getting it done so I don't want to have that subpar experience and I don't have a PS5 so I'm like well 
I was looking at Assassin's Creed Odyssey, right? Like, I'm not generally an Assassin's Creed guy, but a lot of people talked pretty sweet things about Odyssey. I like the Greek theme for sure. Um, it seems like a big world I could kind of get lost in, and it was on sale recently. So I picked that up and started it, and I got to say, I'm actually really enjoying it right now. I didn't, I wasn't sure if I would, because I generally, you know, like I said, I don't usually like the Assassin's Creed stuff. But I really like the main character of Cassandra. I think she's great. A um, lot of character. I think she's got a strong personality. Really vibing with her. I think she's neat. Um, I think the world is really beautiful. Uh, the the quests so far have been exactly what my brain wants right now. Very um, active enough to keep me interested. Like sneaking around, killing people, and that's all good. But they're not super complicated. And there's just enough story to kind of keep me going. It's not. It's like lore rich. It's not lore rich. I don't want to read a bunch of text. So you're getting just enough to keep you going. And like being in the world is pretty cool. Like just wandering around, finding little caves and exploring and stuff. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not um, an AC series guy. Like I don't give a shit about the Abstergo real world stuff. Um, I, this game would be totally fine without any of that stuff. But just what I played so far, uh, I'm actually su- surprised at how much I, I've been liking it. That's good. Yeah, it's an incredible game. I played probably 100 hours of it. Easy. Maybe even a little more because I played all the DLC. Um, there's a lot of DLC for that game too. Yeah, there is. And and like you said, yeah, there's definitely like similar to Valhalla, which again is a good idea that you wait for PS5, even though I want you to play it because it is very much like Witcher 3 and it is perfect probably for you right now if you had a PS5. Yeah. But yeah. the PS5 version is beautiful. Uh, That's I, what I hear. I said it's the most beautiful game I've played on my PS5 so far, more than Spider-Man. Um, but yes, Odyssey is great and beautiful on the ps4 like really really nice looking and the only thing is it it has that like a million weapons thing right right which is a little annoying because you're like constantly are recycling weapons um but besides that it is yeah it's a fantastic game i'm very excited that you're in it yeah i'm digging it man it's it's exactly what i was in the mood for right now so it's like the right game at the right time i don't know that i would have clicked with it if i had played it like when i was you know got four other games in the queue i had a review so I'm, i'm right now it's like i'm in no rush I don't have anything that's really bringing on my plate. And I, I took like four or five hours. I'm, I'm still in the starting island, right? Like the very first island. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Kefalonia or whatever, which it's it feels like it's really big until you pull the map back and you're like, holy fuck, I'm on like a dime. And there's like a whole ocean of stuff out there that I haven't even got to yet. So that's a little bit crazy. But I took my time and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go to every question mark. I'm going to see what this game has to offer. I did the same thing with Witcher, right? Like when you're in the very beginning part of Witcher, like the... I don't know, Willows, Twin Willows or White Willows area, whatever. You know, in that area, I did all the question marks. I did all the the little, whatever showed up on my map. I went to go see what it was to see, you know, was it something I wanted to do? Was it worthwhile? Was it filler? So I'm I'm being like mega thorough on the first island. I don't think that's going to carry out through the whole game. I'm not going to go to every question mark, but I, you know, I really enjoyed just like looking around, seeing what was there, getting to grips with the, uh, the mechanics and the world. And I think so far it's really working for me. And as everybody in the world has said, the um the kick that you do the um what do they a Spartan kick or whatever oh, yeah 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 that shit is comedy gold dude every time you do it it is absolutely hilarious that is funny Cassandra punching guys in the taint before she assassinates them incredibly funny it is funny every single time so I love that stuff and I love Cassandra it's great so I mean I don't know that I'm up for like two hundred hours of this but like right now I'm really into it and really enjoying it and it's just just what the doctor ordered i think yeah it fits for right now that's great and uh, again it's a it's a huge map it's it's bigger than Baha, oh my I god think. that map is and that map is like the biggest map i think i've ever seen in my life it is it is a little bit silly how big that map is no it is it's definitely bigger than Valhalla. yeah and i'm thinking about Valhalla. yeah 
it's ridiculous. Anyway, I love Cassandra. I'll do some updates later. I'll see how far I get. Maybe I'll stick with it. Maybe I won't. But but regardless, the time I've had so far has been a really good time. Cool. All right. And that is it for me. Anything from you, Carlos? Uh, I don't think so. I had something at the bottom of this page. What was it? Game of the year. That's what it was. That we have to do it. Oh, man. And we have to do it like next week. God, it's coming up. Yeah, it really is. It is. It is. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, let's talk about it offline. But I think, I mean, I don't know. But did you have a top 10 locked in? How are you? How's your top 10 sitting? I haven't even looked at it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I haven't even looked at it. I have my top 10. Remember those PS4 games from the other show? But yeah, I haven't even looked at it. So. All right. Well, mm. let's talk about it. Let's make some plans. I mean, I've got like a rough, a rough top 10, but I'm not, I don't feel like it's locked in right now i mean i don't know that i even have a top number one right now like there's it's been a weird year and i mean we're gonna have to talk about it but definitely that show's coming up soon very soon i will also add that i am definitely like now that cyberpunk is essentially which is so weird to say i'm probably very much in the minority it's kind of over for me and very soon because i've played most of it which is nuts um i am hungry for a new game and uh, nothing is uh, satisfying my hunger besides Haven. Um, I'm like chomping at the bit for something new, something big, something big, or something, something big, small? Like, like yeah, like another yeah. Watch Dogs Legion or something, or not even that, like just some sort of world I can go into, third person or first person. Um, so hopefully, I'll find something like that soon. Well, if anybody out there's got some good suggestions for Carlos, send those in. Maybe we'll get him started on something else. But uh, I guess you know, there's more stuff coming. We're in a slump right now. It's funny because we were so busy. In Q4, we always are. We were all, everybody at Game Critics was dying with like so many games to review, and it was just like five, ten new games a day. Like there was no way to cover it. And now that we're past, I mean, I think Cyberpunk release was like the final, the final big thing to happen this year. It's like totally quiet. It's like we're back to the slump. It's, it's nice that we have this rest period so we can maybe take a look back at stuff we missed, maybe stuff we'd have time for. I'm taking my time with Odyssey right now, which I wouldn't have had time earlier. So maybe we'll find something for you to sink into, man. Yeah, let's look. All right. All right, folks, that is it for the show today. But before we go, as always, love to get your questions, comments, ideas for show, topics, anything you like. Hit us up, SoVideoGamesPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, collectively, at SoVideoGames. But you can also reach us individually. Carlos, where are you at this week? Um, I'm finally doing uh, TikTok. So I don't, I'm going to give you a URL, but I don't think you can find it. I'm not sure. It's TikTok.com slash at, at sign. It's me, Onawa. Is it's there an apostrophe me. or no? No, it's, so it's tiktoks.com slash at sign. And then I-T-S, me, M-E-O-N-A-W-A. Uh, or you just, I don't know, follow me on Twitter and you'll see it or something. But it, it's really, like, people are starting to watch them on TikTok. And they're, you know, dumb videos, like dumb little skits. But I just did one on Cyberpunk. Um, and I put that up there. So if you want to follow me on there. Excellent. All right. Uh, as for me, same as usual uh, on Twitter and Instagram, mostly Twitter. It's B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And that is going to do it today for episode 212. Thank you, folks, again for joining us here on the Sova Games podcast. And we will be back before you know it, maybe even with a Game of the Year show. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll see. Maybe. We have maybe. to. That's exactly what our next show is going oh to be. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, in the meantime, this is Bye from Brad. And Bye from Carlos. Bye.